Hello, everyone, and welcome to the roadmap from Auto Finance News since 1996, the nation's leading newsletter on automotive lending and leasing. It's Monday, February 13th, and I'm Joey Pizzolatto, joined by Amanda Harris and Riley Wolfbauer. This is our weekly wrap on what happened in auto finance for the week ending February 10th, 2023. In general automotive news, Toyota Motor posted third quarter profit that topped estimates. Profit for the fiscal year ended December top uh, rose 22% to $7.3 billion from a year earlier, exceeding analyst average projections. Toyota Chief Executive Akio Toyota is preparing to become executive chairman and step down as CEO effective in April. Lexus Motor Head Koji Sato will take over as CEO. Wells Fargo last week announced it will pay $300 million to settle a lawsuit claiming it improperly charged customers for unneeded auto collision protection insurance and hid the practice from investors. The deal was announced last Tuesday by the law firm that sued the bank after a 2017 New York Times investigation revealed that about 274,000 customers were put into delinquency and almost 25,000 vehicles were wrongly repossessed. In auto finance, demand for auto loans significantly weakened in the fourth quarter as banks tightened credit standards amid widening credit spreads. A moderate net share of banks that participated in the Federal Reserve's January 2023 Senior Loan Officer Survey on bank lending practices reported wider interest rate spreads on auto loans, while a modest net share of banks reported higher minimum credit score requirements and minimum repayments. On the wholesale front, used vehicle values increased sequentially in January on on both a seasonally and non-seasonally adjusted basis as used retail sales gained momentum and dealers padded their inventory. The Mannheim Used Vehicle Value Index rose 2.5% month-over-month but decreased 11% year-over-year, bringing the index to 224.8. Prices jumped 1.5% month-over-month on a non-seasonally adjusted basis, atypical for this time of year. Dealers are likely padding their inventory after selling off older vehicles at the end of 2022. Speaking of inventory, leasing is making a comeback, at least at credit unions. Credit Union Leasing of America set a lease origination record in 2022 as captives pull back on leasing incentives and credit unions gained auto finance market share. Lease originations clocked in at $2.7 billion, a 25.9% increase year-over-year, according to the company. Kula originated 64,000 leases on the year through its credit union partners, up from 50,000 in 2021. Meanwhile, Open Lending made more adjustments to its underwriting guidelines. Riley, what's going on there? Yeah, so Open Lending increased the vehicle age that it will cover under its selection, uh, under its lender protection program. Um, So Open Lending's Lender Protection Program leverages artificial intelligence and machine learning, and it allows auto lenders to dip into lower credit tiers by insuring originated loans for up to 80% of the losses. So prior to their underwriting adjustments, Open Lending allowed covered vehicles that were up to nine years old, but they increased that age limit up to 11 years old. Um, So as we all know, Used car prices have been getting more and more expensive, forcing consumers to look at older vehicles. So that's why Open Lending made the adjustment now so they could expand their coverage on vehicles and also help their lender partners um, 
dip down further into that subprime um, credit tier. Um, along with the uh, age increase, there are mileage guidelines along with um, their underwriting. Uh, the maximum mileage a vehicle can have at the time of purchase is 150,000 miles. Um, but vehicles with 100,000 to 125,000 miles are capped at a 60-month term, and vehicles with 125,000 miles to 150,000 miles are capped at a 48-month term. Um, the reason the vehicles are capped at those terms is because as the vehicles get older, open lending's main concern is how long a vehicle can remain um, on the road for without needing repairs or without it being totaled. So that's why they have those um, monthly terms in place as well. Um, open Lending made this move after they expanded their auto loan terms to 84 months uh, previously in September of 2022. And Open Lending also expanded its maximum payment to income ratio to 18% from 13% in October. So this is just a series of moves that open lending has made to allow their lending partners to open up their credit box. Great. And last but not least, uh, Bank of America is bundling EV charger financing into retail installment contracts. Amanda, you've got the details. Yeah, sure. So obviously, as more people buy electric vehicles, and that's continuing to go up, will continue to go up. Everyone's kind of going that way, as we know. Obviously, people are going to want the convenience of charging those at home. So more and more customers are looking at buying at-home EV charging stations that actually get installed into like their garage or somewhere in their home, and they can charge their car at their house. So lenders are looking at that as an opportunity to kind of roll in that almost new accessory type option into the EV loan. So Bank of America is the latest to do this. So they are allowing this program through their dealer partners. They have about 10,000 or so dealer partners throughout the country that they work with. And dealers can basically offer this to a customer who is buying an electric vehicle from them. They can also purchase the you know, charger that goes with that car. And then they can roll in that purchase price into their EV loan and their monthly payment. So it just makes it more convenient to buy everything at once, bundled all together. You're paying on it per month. And it just makes it very easy for them to do so. So obviously there is a competition piece to that. You know, Bank of America gets a little leg up when, at the dealership M&I office for a customer because it's more easy to bundle it all together. And EV charging stations typically range about $200 $2,000. So they're not something that, you know, maybe customers would do this on like finance it by itself. So it makes sense to roll that into a larger loan for the vehicle itself. So Bank America is doing this. There's also a couple other financiers. There's a startup named Tenant who does this as part of what they do. Theirs works a little bit differently in that this is all they do. So they bundle everything together and they actually work with installation companies to bundle that piece of it in as well. Whereas dealers who work with Bank America, they're more just the financing and purchase piece. And then customers would set up the installation on their own, just like if you would buy any kind of major appliance, you would finance that purchase and then you would set up you know, the installation on, on your own. So it's kind of a similar type of indirect kind of thing there on the installation piece. So it's just something we're seeing more lenders do. I think Bank of America is one of the, the larger kind of mainstream, if you will, uh, lenders in the auto finance space doing this so far. But I won't be surprised to see, you know, more lenders, more banks 
maybe dealerships offering this um, to come just because we know electric vehicles are going to be a bigger push and it's just going to make sense to see more of these bundled type of financing programs come about. So that's really what's, what's going on there. Great. Thanks, Amanda. And as a reminder, lenders can now submit 2022 results to Big Wheels Auto Finance Data, a ranking of the nation's top car financiers. Submissions are due by Friday, February 17th, published annually since 1999. Big Wheels is widely used within the investment community as the definitive tabulation of automotive lending and leasing activity in the nation. That about does it for today's episode. Thanks for joining us on the roadmap and be sure to follow us on LinkedIn. We will see you online at autofinancenews.net and here next time.